You're listening to Hustlers to Housewives, the podcast bringing you the inside scoop on the adult industry from those who know it best. Join host Leanne Steele as she speaks to a wide range of guests, from Gen Xers to today's online beauties, discussing their experiences and stories, giving both unsolicited advice and hard laughs along the way. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Hustlers to Housewives. Today we are speaking with DJ Colleen Shannon. She is known to be the sexiest DJ alive um, in the world, but I'm going to say alive because I'm looking at her and she is very sexy. She was also in Playboy in France, in Norway, and you were up for the 25th or 50th year anniversary for Playboy, right? Yeah, the 50th anniversary Playmate. Playmate. Yeah. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yes, of course. I saw you at, um, we saw each other at Exotica, New Jersey. <laughs> New Jersey. The free show. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to lie that I was. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. It was yeah. a lot. It was an eyeful. Are you, <laughs> to say the least. Too much. Was yeah. that the first time you've ever been? Uh, you know what? I think I DJed the one in Las Vegas like six years ago, but being down there like with everybody and chatting with everybody and just getting to meet all the people, all the people just expressing themselves through like sexuality. It was like, it was, it was interesting. I'm not going to so, lie. When I saw you, you looked out of place. No, not <laughs> kind of, kind of, kind of, but I'm going to say you looked super overwhelmed. Like you yeah, were looking around, like I was talking to you and you were, you were paying attention. You're like looking from the side. Uh-huh. And you're looking around and you had the whole, the fuck when people were walking by. And like, I had the same expression and I've gone to these shows. It's just, you know what? I've, I've done Playboy and um, I've done acting. I'm really known as like a DJ, but I'm not like a triple X star by any means. You know what I mean? So um, a lot of people that are Playboy collectors, they'll come out to these autograph things and get, um, you know, autographs all day long. But there I was just kind of like, oh, my God, what am I doing here? <laughs> you know, I walked around. It was fun. I love looking at like all the toys and, you know, meeting some of like the different talent. But I think I left that show early. I was just like, did not belong. <laughs> it's feeling weird. I didn't do, I, I didn't go, I drove down on Friday. I went to the show on Saturday and I, I drove back home on Sunday because, yeah. well, just because. Yeah. <laughs> I know. There. Are you going to go to the one in Chicago? That's supposed to be big, like the one in Vegas. Yeah. You know, like, I don't know. I'm not quite sure. I've done like the, um, they have like a Hollywood one where it's more like actors, a little more like mainstream. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? So I just, I'm not quite sure that that's like a great fit for me. I know that I'm doing an autograph signing in July. Not quite sure where that is just yet, but um, some are great. Like some are really great. Chiller I went to in New Jersey and like Lisa Marie Presley was there. Some people from The Sopranos, um, you know, like some really good actors. I think maybe that's more my team. <laughs> I feel a little bit more like, yeah, I think that's a little bit more. Lisa Marie Presley. I have some stories about her after the show. I'll tell you oh. nothing okay. bad, nothing bad. Yeah. She's a, she's a dope person. We, 
we yeah. actually hung out a few times and oh, I had nice. no idea that I was, I didn't know it was Priscilla Presley Yeah, because she doesn't look like Priscilla Presley. So yeah. I had made a couple of comments. I had no idea it was her mom, but oh. uh, yeah, I mean, covered it. She had a good, she had a really good sense of humor. What, um, did you see the new movie, the new Elvis and Priscilla, the new movie? It's I, so good. I didn't, but I I want to. I saw the the Elvis movie with the new kid. Yeah. But it was no, more about is, the manager, right? Yeah, this one is all about Priscilla. And I mean, she was just like a goddess. And he got her at like, I think she was 15 when he 14. first like hang out with her. And, um, you know, then he moved her into like Elvis land. And then, you know, it was just like then he just got more and more crazy and crazy. And finally she was just like, you're crazy. It's just too crazy. <laughs> you know, but, if someone did that now, uh -huh. moved a 14 year old girl out of her house. <laughs> right. Yeah. And said, all right, she's going to, she's going to be with me now at 14. Uh -huh. People would be up in arms that the parents actually signed over the paperwork for her. Right. Cause essentially you're sure. selling your kid. Sure. Shit was different back then, but still it should have, yeah. it sh he should be looked at. I mean, yeah, he was king of whatever the fuck. Right. But he's, he was a predator. Yeah. I, I mean, the way that they show him in the movie, it's like he brought her there. They put her through school. I think they waited. I think they probably did wait like quite some time. And I think back in like the fifties didn't people get married like around 16, 17 years old. They did. Yeah. I did hear there was a special on HBO. It was a hundred years ago that I watched this and I've only seen it once. I've never, I, I've tried to look it up before and I don't think I've ever found anything on it, but there were people, you know, how, when you're on the road, especially if you're, if you know, if you're a band or a singer or whatever, you're, security or you have people that go out and you know cruise the crowd for people that oh, you're yeah. into he would oh. only sleep with virgins is this elvis mm -hmm. oh yeah i mean he didn't tell me huh. that but i'm saying this is on a special oh uh, i know trust me i've been in the music business for a long time <laughs> i definitely know how that works yeah it's crazy tell me about the playboy thing so you were oh. you were at the mansion how, how did it all this happen it was kind of like, um, you know, like growing up, I would open up like the Playboy magazines and I would just try and do my makeup and my hair. And I just love like the glamour of Playboy. And then um, I moved to Hollywood and Hugh Hefner would go out like all the time. He was always like in the nightclubs with like seven or eight different blondes. And his bodyguard was like... Um, Hef wants to talk to you, like come over in the booth. So I went over there and I sat next to him and um, he's like, you know, give, give my number to, you know, whoever the guy was. And um, at the time, gosh, I think I was like 22 and I was dating a, a soap opera actor. And um, you remember Desperate Housewives? Yes. I remember the gardener, Jesse Metcalf, the one that Eva Longoria was interested in. Yep. Mm -hmm. So yep. I'm, I'm in, he was my boyfriend for a couple of years. I'm in his kitchen and I get a phone call and it's half. And he's like, um, 
He's like, you know, I could be very interested in you. I've got a room here for you. And I would really like you to be my girlfriend. And I was like, I'm looking at like my guy. I'm like looking at the phone. And I was like, oh, you know, just got off the phone like quickly. And dating like 70 year olds was definitely not my thing. <laughs> so um, he was like, who the heck was that? And I was like, that was Hugh Hefner. He just asked me to like be his girlfriend and move in the mansion. And um, it was just really strange, but like, I wanted to be a playmate so bad. So um, another thing came around, they were looking for five female DJs and my friend Tommy's like, Colleen, you got to do this. So um, I gave him like my pictures. I gave him my mixtape. I gave him everything. And uh, I never got a call. And I remember opening up the magazine and seeing these five girls, I knew that they they had gotten paid like $5,000 or something. And um, my girlfriend calls me and she's like, hey, I'm over at Tommy's house partying and um, all your stuff is here and we're listening to your music. And I was like, that fucker never sent my stuff in. He never sent it in. And so another couple of years go by and um, my manager is like, I meet this manager and he's like, what do you want to be? I said, I want to be a playmate and I want to be a DJ. And he goes, okay, well, you have to trust me. So we end up like shooting all these pictures. I was shooting with like a supermodel at the time, Victoria Silvstedt. And he sent my pictures into Playboy and they were looking for the 50th anniversary playmate. And so they call him and they're like, you know, we want Colleen to come in for this. And he basically says, you know, she's very busy. She can't come in and like plays this whole mind game with them. <laughs> and we end up going in a couple of weeks later and they're like, how would you like this to be your home? Like I've spotted Carmen Electra. I've spotted um, Pamela Anderson. And they ended up like shooting my pictorial for like two weeks and then choosing me as the 50th anniversary playmate. That's awesome. Yeah. Congratulations. Did you Thank did you, you ever DJ a party at the at the mansion? Lots. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I've gone to a I've gone to a couple parties and I mean I know there's that special out where things, <laughs> you know, things that have happened there. And I'm not yeah. I'm not saying that anybody is lying. I'm just yeah. saying that I never I personally never saw it. And I wasn't one of those people that like went there and got super wrecked. Yeah. Or was reckless when I was there. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I had a great time. That was like my ultimate dream. I, I remember walking there, going into the mansion. Like I was just like, God, I would just love to DJ a party here. That was like such my goal. And then I probably, I ended up DJing, gosh, probably like 10 parties, huge parties. That's great. Super parties. Yeah. It was just like, it was just kind of one of those things where like you want something so bad and you planted the seed. And like time and time again, it didn't happen because I tried like a couple other times. And then the timing was just perfect. Like when I ended up doing it. Do you think maybe because you turned him down that he. I think that he was like, I think he was kind of getting at that age where he knew my look. And I think that I was familiar and I don't even think he remembered. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is a cookie cutter. Yeah, like a deja vu moment where he was like, you know, then it was like he wanted, he told my manager, he's like, you know, Hef wants to pick her up and take her out with Holly and the girls. And 
he wrote me a letter and like sent it to my house. And I told my manager, I said, he goes, tell me what you want to do. Like some girls sleep with him. Some girls don't like, you know, it's, it's up to you. You're an adult. You make the choice. And I said, no, like I, I had a really good acting career going on. And um, I remember not even riding in the limo with him. I met him like at the club and I told him like how serious I was about my career, how like Jenny McCarthy and Pamela Anderson and like the girls that actually did things with like the Playboy title. Mm-hmm. And um, and yeah, so it was like I actually got the job without sleeping with the man. <laughs> was, Never he, was he nice or what did he was he like hunty cordial? He's completely like down-to-earth gentleman. Yeah, no, he was with yeah. us too. I'm yeah. not saying that he wasn't, but because, you know, he called you and said he had a room for you. Now, you know, as well as I know, like we're both sit- sitting here thinking the same thing. Most <laughs> girls would have jumped at that. Sure. Like sugar sure. and the daddy all in one. Right? I just was, I, I was such a like prideful. When I got to LA, it was like, I knew that there were, moral like choices that I had to make for myself to to go where I wanted to go mm-hmm. so like I, I wanted to be like top DJ like in the world I just knew that I had to do certain things a certain way like it, it was kind of like my deal with God okay I didn't do it you grew up in Alaska mm-hmm. you don't look it I'm just saying I've seen some girls from Alaska and <laughs> they don't look like you um do you go back and visit and are they like holy shit this is Colleen Shannon and we remember her when she used to bathe in seal fat like anything like that <laughs> uh, I've gone back there to DJ like close to the North Pole and seen some friends of mine uh, yeah I've gone back and I haven't been back to like see my actual hometown which mm-hmm. I do want to it's like a small fishing village like Actually, the one that you see on Deadliest Catch, so <clears throat> Dutch oh, Harbor, sure. Dutch Harbor, and then I grew up in Pelican. I mean, there was no cars, no elevators, no escalators, no grocery stores. Like, I mean, you had to a fruit boat came in like every two weeks. So, when you got to California, was it like culture shock that everything was at your oh. fingertips? Yeah, I literally thought like the reflectors on the road like lit up when we passed it and my brother thought that the car the street lights made the car stop and go <laughs> <laughs> like we did not know <laughs> that's very cute that's very cute what what does your family think about that you did playboy uh my family my mom was like she didn't even know what playboy was she's so cute <laughs> she grew up in like the 60s she's like that's great honey what is that and my dad was like I think he was proud of me. I think most of my centerfold was kind of clothed. Mm-hmm. It was very like, you know, like promiscuous and naughty. And I remember going on my dad's fishing boat and he had a framed picture of the one where I'm wearing like a leather, like jacket and leather pants. And he had it framed like in his boat. So he was, he was proud. That's really cute that he, yeah. that he had it, yeah. you know, and, and I'm sure that his friends, thought about that picture late at night on that boat too. Just going to put that out there. So have you, so you've done other movies. Cause I, I know I've read that you were in a movie with Gerard Butler. Yes. Who, yes. Lord have mercy. Help me. Jesus. That man is. <laughs> and I don't really say a lot of whole, whole lot yeah. about fine looking men, but damn. Yes, he is. 
Yes, he is a good looking guy. Yeah, that was um that was with Bruce Weber, who's like he's a Calvin Klein Abercrombie polo photographer. And he was doing short films. So it was he was like, I'm gonna put you in this film. He's like, I've tried to put a lot of girls in it and it just wasn't the part. So um it's like Johnny Depp is in it, Nicio del Toro, like lots what movie of was like, it? it's called Nice Girls Don't Stay for Breakfast. And nice girls don't call Hugh Hefner back <laughs> or say, yes, let me, let me, let me just break up with my boyfriend and move my shit. in like right now, <laughs> did you, did you have fun doing the movie? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It was a dream. It was like, I love taking photos and I love really talented photographers. So this was like probably one of the highlights of my career since like Playboy. So I worked with this photographer. It was funny. My, my girlfriend and I dressed up like in guest jeans and like winged eyeliner. And we had a photo shoot that day in Beverly Hills. And our photographer was like, oh, my sink is broken. Like, I can't shoot you guys. And we're, we were so dressed up. And I said, let's go to like Beverly Hills, like to the top of the peninsula and like go have a glass of wine or whatever. So we go up there and um, these younger kids come walking over and we see this guy dressed in like eccentric. So, you know, he's probably somebody, something. And they say, do you, um, do you girls model? And we were like, yeah, we do. And um, they said, well, have you heard of Bruce Weber? And so instantly I like grab my iPhone and start doing my Google and up comes like Kate Moss's picture, Cindy Crawford's picture, like all of the Calvin Klein ads. I'm like, holy shit, that's a major photographer. <laughs> and so um, I used to put a lot of like, kind of like witchy oil on like some, like really like just an energy oil to like make myself feel really good mm -hmm. and kind of like put the spells on people. <laughs> and, Egyptian um, goddess, things like that. Yeah. So okay. the photographer and I, we just like, we like bonded so good. He invited me to a shoot for um, Barney's New York. And of course I wore no clothes. <laughs> I'm shooting like a high fashion <laughs> campaign and they gave me like an apple and um, I'm laying there with, it's a really great photo actually. It ended up being like the, um, the campaign for the whole like Barney's act. There was like 75 models there. And Bruce nice. Weber would take Colleen over there and go shoot her over there. And I'm there like, I love taking photos. So it was not an applesauce commercial or ad. It was for, <laughs> for clothing where you were wearing just an apple. Yeah. <laughs> apple and eyeliner. Holding one. Like this. <laughs> uh, did, did you get approached a lot because of the whole Playboy thing? Like, you know, I did um, some special editions for, for the magazine, uh, but I mostly yeah. did the channel. Yeah. Like Playboy movies on the channel with my ex-wife. Mm -hmm. Did you get asked to do a lot of that? Uh, I turned down like 90% of Playboy's jobs because mm -hmm. my career just went like I was in Africa, China, Paris. Like I was in three countries like a month and Playboy was paying like a bit of money, you know, and my pay a lot. It was just, from. it was just literally, it was just so you could, you can't, you couldn't use, like, I can't use any of the images. I can't yeah. use anything from Playboy because they own, they own you uh, affiliated yeah. to them. Like the contract is like iron fucking clad too. Like you can't, you can't get out of it, but yeah. you can't use anything other than say, yes, you did X, Y, Z. 
So really you're just writing the Playboy name because unless yeah. unless you're Holly, Kendra, or or Bridget, you can't really do anything with it. Yeah. And they hated me too. <laughs> I didn't like, I didn't, Holly seemed, I met her, you know, I met them uh, more than, than on, on one, what occasion Bridget, I liked, I thought she was pretty cool and down to earth. Kendra, I didn't, I thought she was a little bitch and Holly just seemed like she thought who the fuck she was because yeah. she was, she was the main, <laughs> listen, if you're the main cocksucker, that's all well and good, but don't treat <laughs> everybody who doesn't want to suck an old wrinkly cock different. Do you know what I'm saying? Hey. Yeah. No, they hated it because this was, I got chosen before Girls Next Door came out and Hef wouldn't make them playmates. So it was like, they were looking at every playmate in there and they just like did not like us. You know what I mean? They got the show and, you know. They gave uh, Pamela, I used to train the Baywatch girls, which is how I know. Um, I know Pamela, I know Carmen, Gina Lee Nolan. I was just talking about Gina, Gina Lee Nolan on uh, the other day. I was I was uh, interviewing Jupiter Jetson, who is what a fucking dope chick she is. We were talking about all that, and I I had said that Gina Lee Nolan was moving out of her apartment, and I was looking for a place to move. And she goes, "Oh, come look at my apartment and see if you like it." So I ended up moving into her old apartment. I was like, "Oh my god, thank you so much," because you know how hard it is to find a really good apartment. Yeah, in L.A. I used to say that I look like her when I lived in LA. I can like see a, that a little bit. Yeah. And you seem sweet like her too. She's very, very sweet. Like yeah. apples and oranges. She was there with her dogs and she would say out the window, <laughs> go potty, go potty. Right. And then uh -huh. I move in and here's me. Get, get the fuck in here. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> the neighbors downstairs were like, yeah, it's a whole new vibe. <laughs> oh, yeah. It was, it was fun. <laughs> Like um, Brandy Roderick and Angelica Bridges. I don't. Oh, Do I know I, them? Girls, probably the next season. Okay. Yeah. No, I don't. I didn't really watch the show. Oh, okay. I, th I mean, I, I I'm not gonna lie and say I've never. I've seen a couple of episodes, but it wasn't really. Um. I don't know. It wasn't really my thing. Yeah. So they didn't really do anything. They weren't. <laughs> they just ran. Like yeah, they. So. Oh, on Baywatch, you mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and I, I honestly, I did not watch Baywatch. I and yeah. it was at the point where I was too busy, literally too busy, to mm -hmm. to watch TV. There was a a very popular show. I can't, I can't say it because I don't want to like out this chick, but it was a very popular show, and I had never seen it, so I didn't know who this woman was, and she asked me. If she could buy me a drink, I'm like, yeah, sure. And my friends are like, holy shit, do you know who that is? I had no idea who she was because I'd never watched the show. But who was that? I can't say. Not yet. She was on Xena. I'll just say that. Xena, the warrior princess. Was yeah, it yeah, China? Yeah. Who? China? No. Why but I have, you? I've met have met her because I don't want to out her. What if no one knows that she likes girls? Everybody knows I like girls, so. Who doesn't like girls? <laughs> you know, theoretically, that would be my my whole thing too. But not not everybody does. Uh, but well, yeah, no, I I didn't watch a lot of TV, and yeah. and Carmen Electra and I really hit it off too. Um, I met 
in Mexico and um, she was, she actually dated a friend of mine and I was like, wow, how can you pull karma lecture? <laughs> but she was cute. I, I expected her to be very like feminine and she's kind of like a rocker chick. Like yep. when she talked, I was like, yep. oh, I'm I think that's soft-spoken and she was just like, yeah. Yeah, you are. You seem really sweet. And she she is like she has a mouth like a trucker. I have a mouth like a trucker. So we got along fabulously. It was like two yeah. peas in a pod. Yeah. And I remember when she was dating uh, Joan Jett for a little bit. And they were actually kind of cute together. Carmen dated Joan Jett? Yeah. Oh, she dated Prince, too. Prince actually gave her her real name is Tara. Yeah. Prince gave her the Carmen Electra name. Yeah, I do know that. I heard that story. And he and expected her to be like, looking like Carmen and Electra 24-7. And for me, <laughs> fuck that. That's too exhausting. Yeah. Like when Girl's I'm home it. and I and yeah, and I take my makeup <laughs> off, it's off. Right. No. Oh my. Crazy. I love her. Oh, yeah, she's, she is great. She is great. Um, her and Christina Aguilera were really fun. Yeah. I've never met. Aguilera, but you remember um, when they used to do the pussycat dolls oh, uh, yeah. at key club yep now key club in hollywood y'all not key club in new haven connecticut well christina has a um lube out right now it's supposed to be some amazing lube i mean i'm probably gonna get some <laughs> i wonder if i get in touch with her if she would try it out with me <laughs> <laughs> she's hot i want to see her showing she's amazing live I mean, she's an amazing person just when you see her, you know, uh -huh. when everybody was hanging out, yeah. she was, she was really nice. And she didn't, she didn't, she wasn't like, oh, I'm Christina. I, I, she wasn't even like that, you know? So, mm -hmm. uh, but I have seen her live and holy shit, the pipes on her. She's talented. She's so talented. I've, uh, tell me about France and Norway. I could see the whole Norway thing in you though. <laughs> so that's, what's really cool about the whole you doing Playboy in Norway. So uh, it's really kind of funny. Okay. Imagine 2004, I did Playboy. This is 20 years ago. Now, all of a sudden, um, I did the Playboy um, France, the cover of that. And then two weeks ago, just released Playboy Norway. Now I have a photographer that wants to shoot me for Playboy Mexico. And you know what? I love Playboy. I'm always going to rock Playboy. It's I'm always going to hold half to like, I'm thankful. I had a 20 year career because of Playboy. Mm -hmm. and You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'll keep that brand alive as long as I can. Do they, did France or Norway treat you any different than they did in the States? Well, I have been to France and Norway, but my pictorials were shot in Vegas and Los Angeles. Oh, okay. 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 All right. So, I, I was thinking you were there. I've DJed. I've DJed in France quite a bit in like Saint-Tropez at a place called um, VIP Room. And then Norway is so beautiful. So beautiful there. I should probably go there for like a magazine release or something. Well, if you're ever there, if you're ever in Iceland and you DJ, let me know. Because I always wanted to go to Iceland. Me too. Um, so... I, I heard your your new music. Love it. Oh, you do. Thank yep. you. I and I like that kind of music anyway. I'm a, I'm all over the place though. I, I can't say because I love I love my rock, right? 
but yeah. I don't like, I seem like I'd be like, um, heavy metal and shot a Jack Daniels type of type of type of chick. No. Um, yeah. no, I do like rock, like from ACDC to uh-huh. fucking Motley Crue and in between, oh, but no. I never got into the whole Metallica. I liked one song, right? Every dancer liked the whatever fucking Sandman song, like uh-huh. everybody danced to that. So there were some things, but not, not really, but the nice. whole, the whole, uh, house techno club yeah I I do like a lot of that I do I for me what when I make music I like to write stories like about like what I'm going through and like making it deep so um I kind of feel like I've taken a thousand pictures like now I think I should make a thousand songs you know when I was touring I toured for almost 15 years straight I was on the road. So I was in country after country after country playing and for all these people all around the world. And I was never in the studio and like pictures to me is fun and easy, but now like going in the studio and like making music is yeah. Like, I just want to tell, I've got some stories to tell and I I really like like pushing the notes. So like the next stuff that I think I'm going to be releasing every four to six weeks over the summer. Mm -hmm. So I hope you like the new stuff too. I do. So Break Free, is that old or new? Break Free is old. Um, it's, gosh, I was going through a major, um, major relationship crisis. And that was written by my best friend and I. So she had lost a cousin in the Arizona fires. There was like 12, there's a movie about it where 12 firefighters died because they were so young. They sent them up in the wildland fires and they all covered themselves like in the blankets and they died. I and, do recall that. Yeah. So um, I was separated from, I fell in love with somebody and he told me to drive him across the border and they arrested me for human trafficking and alien smuggling and they put me in prison. <laughs> so that song is about like, she wrote about her death experience and I was writing about like being in love with somebody, but we weren't allowed to see each other. So we continued to be together for like another two, three years and we could not like connect. Dude, how long were you in prison? Um, I was there for six months one time and then I went back again for like four months. Holy shit, you're hardcore. I only did a whole weekend. I mean, it was a, a legit prison where you got to, you know, bend over and cough type shit, right? But I had like three girlfriends. <laughs> good for you. Hey, listen, you came out with not a scratch on you. Look at that. <laughs> no, I had a lot of friends. <laughs> I was friends with like every race because normally it was like, okay, just Mexicans over here and like the, you know, the ones over here, it was all like separated. And I think I had like three going away parties with the different. <laughs> the That's different- so fucking badass. Yeah. I'm assuming it was an American prison. <laughs> yeah, it was. Um, it was called Victorville. Oh my god, Victorville. Huh? I, I'm from not. I'm not familiar with Victorville prison. Nobody um, should. <laughs> But yeah, that's pretty badass that you, all right, you're no joke. So listen, she looks all all like sweet and would never, she could probably punch a bitch out. All right. I, I would have somebody punch a bitch out. <laughs> I would know the girl that could punch a bitch out, but no, not me. 
Yeah. I And I have said a few times jokingly that I don't know, you know, I can take care of myself, but there's always somebody that could, that can beat your ass. There's like, there's always somebody that's going to be prettier and younger and all this shit. But I do oh. always say that my luck, I would be in prison and win and uh, have to give my marriage vows to the person who won me in a raffle for the most, for the most Winston and chocolate. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's pretty cool. That yeah. is that, that I'm sure you've seen and heard a lot of shit. I mean, I think like spiritually for me to like have everything and then have everything taken away from you. Mm -hmm. Like that you call your identity, like your clothes, like anything, like you, you have nothing. So you have to get to really like the core of like who you are and like rebuild again. And it's actually like, it's for me, it was kind of like a, like a rebirth, you know? And I tried to like help a lot of people in there. I did like, they have church in there. I was going to church. I was like, I don't know. I had, I had a short time, you know what I mean? So. Mm -hmm. Are you typically religious? Um, I'm typically very spiritual. Okay. Yeah. I'm spiritual. I'm not religious. And no. I, pra and I, I don't hide that. I practice different yeah. paths of witchcraft and stuff like that. So I don't, <laughs> I, but I don't hide it. I mean, you no. know, I don't wear a I pointy hat and fly around on a broom. Although if I could fly around on a broom, I would. Same. No, I do. I do my candle work. I do my oil work. I do my manifestation work. Like I definitely am like, you know, it's an energy, right? We're yep. working with it. So yeah. Every yeah. morning between 645 and 715, I'm down lighting candles for my ancestors and saying prayer yeah. in the morning. And and yeah. people would never think that of me, yeah. right? They think that I'm just, I swear and, <laughs> and tell people to fuck off all day long. Um, <laughs> So yes, no, I, I, I do love your, your new music and I want you to definitely promote it, but I want to talk about your children's book Oh, yes. with your, your thug, your thug self in prison. Let me grab it. Hold on. Okay. So this is DJ boy. Um, Did you draw that? So I, I worked with an artist in the UK. It took me seven years <laughs> because I paid for, I was, um, I went through a lot of difficulties with my career when, when I went through that stoop with everything, they took away my passport. So um, each and every illustration, like I paid for, I worked with the artist and I made sure that, um, you know, all the illustrations were like how I wanted it, like. That's my son, Stevie. He was a little embarrassed about it in the beginning, but it's just, it's a cute little book. It's, it's about a DJ who loves to play music. Um, he's friends with like all races of people. Like he's, you know, it's just, it's a cute, it's like a rhyming, a little rhyming book. It's cute for kids that are just learning how to read. So it's DJ boy. I am DJ boy. It's at um, Barnes and Noble online, Walmart online. I hope that it goes in the stores soon. Oh, so like it's, it's online. It's not like, well, Barnes and Noble. Yeah. Barnes and Noble. Store. Yeah. It's on barnesandnoble.com, walmart.com, um, amazon.com. So, I mean, I think it's, it was selling out on Amazon like a couple months ago. So that's awesome. But I blood, sweat and tears really, because it took that long. 
And when I had my second son, I'm like, I have to finish my project because I'm great at starting things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I love starting things. <laughs> like I'm so excited. I'm so amped up about it. I'm like, yeah. And then I get to like the very end part and I'm like, so then when I have my second son, I'm like, whatever I'm doing, like I'm going to finish to the end. So this is, this is the end and the beginning. So this is, this is going to be around forever. I'm super excited about it. Are you going to do like an audio version and put me, put your music in it? Yeah, I'll probably do. Um, yeah, I'll do like an audio version. And, you know, I've, I've also been writing a book. I'm like 70,000 words in. And it gives me hot flashes thinking about it because of the stories that I've told you. <laughs> like all the things, you know what I mean? But it's, I kind of want people to, life is about, life is about kind of teaching people and showing them. Like we all go through the same stuff a little bit differently. Where not to make the mistakes, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Or, um, so um, 70,000 words I've got. I want to finish it probably. Maybe I'll finish it this year because I just want to be done with it. <laughs> you really should. I mean, that, uh, I honestly, I had no idea that that you were in prison and it's, it wasn't, you know, some girls would be like, oh yeah, I went to jail. No, jail, jail is, is a few hours, Yeah. right? Prison is something completely different. Oh, I got the pictures. We used to have picture day. All the girls would be like, we'd get ready, put our flight jackets on, <laughs> put on our makeup. Like it was just, it was funny. It Did was... you have a job in prison? Oh yeah. My oh. first job um, in the trash recycling, like a huge warehouse where there's probably 400 pounds of trash. And it's freezing fucking cold. It's like six o'clock in the morning and you're separating and there's men's prisons all around too. So you got the men's trash, the women's trash, and you go through and your hands are freezing fucking cold and you're picking out the recyclables. You have gloves on? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. You have plastic gloves. Okay. You listen to rock and roll. There was like an old cat there with like, find the old letters, like letters that the men are like, you know, the pictures are like, oh, look what I found. It was just like, and then I was just like, wow, I cannot believe that my life could go from like chilling in Beverly Hills, like in a penthouse, like cruising around in a Mercedes to I'm digging through trash. (laughs) You know, and at least you didn't go from a penthouse in Beverly Hills to digging through trash to eat it. Right. Because there there are some girls who who hit rock bottom doing that because they get into drugs. And I'm assuming you don't when I saw you, you don't look like you've gotten into drugs. Yeah. Wow. So whether you did them just to (laughs) dabble is one thing, but for it to take over your life, you don't look like you have. And that's not why you were in jail or prison rather. So um, but I'm I'm sure it was humbling. Oh, God most humbling experience ever (laughs) my friends would come visit me it was just like uh, I just you have to wear like you know kind of like the army boots you know with and I tried to go there was one girl that was getting all her clothes like tapered and so I would try and go like buy all my clothes to be like tight fitted and one of the um one of like the you know the higher up saw me and they're like hey get in here and they get me like in the room with all of the, you know, all the people 
And they're like, okay, turn around in a circle. And they're like, where'd you get your clothes? Cause I had like tight pants on and tight t-shirt on. <laughs> they were like, I had to throw away like all my good clothes. And uh, it was just funny. We were in there, we were doing our nails, doing our hair, like. <laughs> Did the CEOs hit on you? E- there was one guy that I think had gotten into trouble and they sent me over to work for him. And within like 15 minutes, they called me back to camp <laughs> and they're like, you're not working there. That's good. Yeah. 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 You don't need that kind of experience in jail. And I know a lot of women go through that. Oh yeah. No, no. I so have that. That's a, that's a good thing. So you have sons. Yes. But if you had a daughter, would you be okay with them doing the playboy thing? Yeah, I would be how my mom was with me was like anything that I set my heart to and I believed in my mom, let me do it. I think everybody gets to have their life to make their choices. And I would, yeah, I would let my daughter do it. Cause I do ask the girls who have done, who have yeah. done, you know, X, X films, if they would want their, and dancers, if they would want their their daughter to dance. I mean, if if the dancing, if the strip clubs were like it was when I was going to school, I would be okay with it if I had a daughter. Yeah. But how they are now, I would not want my kid involved in it mm-hmm. only because they do so much for so little. Yeah. Now, yeah. whereas before it was not like that. Have you ever done camming? Anything like that? You've never done anything nude except for Playboy. Yeah, no, I had like, I had OnlyFans. I shut it down four times. It just doesn't feel good to me. It's just not like, uh, I don't know. Like I want to do like serious acting. I want to be like a serious author. Like I want to continue to DJ and make music. That stuff does not make me feel good inside. You know what I mean? But you're not judgmental of anybody who who does. No, 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 no. I mean, I wouldn't think so, especially... You know, you'd be in jail. No, I had a friend for like six years who was a like girl, girl star. Okay, cool. No, I'm not judgmental to anybody for anything. Most, you know, I have to say that most, I think it's the ones, you know how people always say, and I know that you're going to understand this being in prison. Um, I love saying that. Um, you know how there are there are people who who will say, and I say this too, the wannabes are so much more dangerous than the actual like bees, right? Like if you're going to be a thug or if you're going to be mm-hmm. whatever it is that you're trying to be, the yeah. wannabe girls who want to get into the adult industry or even the regular acting, whatever, the wannabes are so much more snobbier and think their shit don't stink than the ones who actually are in it. No, the people, people that have like worked hard are humble. Well, they should be anyway. Yeah. I'm I'm just, I'm not down with attitude. I don't get along with attitude. (laughs) But I love that you, that you have actually, that you'll, you'll sit here and say, yeah, you know, I went from sipping a pina colada in a fucking Beverly Hills penthouse to sipping some instant disgusting fucking coffee from a paper mug in Victorville yeah. prison. Yeah, yeah, it happened. It happened. Do you ever talk to the guy that that you brought over? I'm assuming oh. he was Mexican. 
No, he was he was Canadian. Um, oh, over know, that border. He had the Canadian border. So when okay. I met him, had a a Bentley, a Ferrari, a Lamborghini. I was dating somebody who was broke for the past like seven years and supported him entirely. Mm-hmm. And he, my ex was also an alcoholic. And I'm like, I just, I want somebody who doesn't drink and I want somebody who treats me good. So this guy was very, he was almost to the T like Jason Statham. Okay. Like oh, literally. But I'm, he doesn't drink. He treats me like gold. You know, I, I didn't need any like help with like bills or finances, but the guy would just diamond, you know, diamond watch purses, you know, the whole, the whole shebang. But I knew there was going to be trouble at some point in time. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He didn't tell me a lot about what he did. And no, I finally, I finally decided um, I just had to cut it. I had to cut it because the trouble would keep coming. You know what I mean? Yeah, he was, definitely, he was a gangster. <laughs> we could be having this this conversation, me interviewing you while you were still in Victorville prison. Oh yeah, I'm I'm sure that I would end up in a trunk somewhere. Well, I'm glad <laughs> that that did not happen. Nobody yeah. nobody wants to see you in a trunk. Um, yeah. I've I've had a great time talking to you and and getting to know your story. I would have never, honestly, I would have never guessed in a million years about the whole prison thing a million years because you know people you can't judge a book by its cover man this is the perfect example of how you cannot judge a book by its cover yeah no you really can't you really can't that's that's so great I just for me like just continuing I just you know I've got a lot of like creativity you know I love being a mom like I love my kids more than anything so I can just make art for the rest of my life and make a living like I'll be happy so so what's next what's next for, for the sexiest DJ in the world so well there's a radio show in New York City called Sid and Friends and um C-I-D? Sid, S-I-D, Sid, Sid and Friends it's on ABC radio and they're doing a tv show over there called Gravesend um, so I'm trying to get hooked up with that crew and start doing some acting because they're on their third season on Netflix right now. So I'd like to get on set. I'm going to get back in the studio in the next couple of weeks. I'm shooting for Playboy and FHM on the 6th and 7th. And um, FHM is still around? Yeah. You did Maxim too. You looked beautiful in Maxim. Thank you. <laughs> Girl, I mean, you are, you're stunning anyway, but I'm just saying, yeah. I didn't know FHM was still around. Okay, good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so still, I think we have like a mansion photo shoot coming up here. And then um, I met an awesome music producer here in Arizona where I'm living now. So I think that's what's on, what's on the agenda. I don't know. Everybody started, I feel like people were sleeping for the last week. And then this morning I got like a million tests. Everybody's like ready to go. So, well, depending on where they are in the country, they're probably just getting out of rain or snow. Yeah. Cause that's is- really what we've all been going through when you're, um, how old are your boys? So they're three and six, three and six. And the six year old was the one that was embarrassed by the book. He was at 
first. Yeah, he was at first. He's not anymore. I'm trying to teach him that it's a way to make money. <laughs> there you go. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Who make money? <laughs> Listen, you can make money on your looks, on any of your likeness. Do do you want them to? Does he sit in, you know, in the studio? Is he interested in music that way? So I, I definitely my my next song that's coming out called Metaverse. It's funny because now my songs are actually inspired by like little like things that like I'll sing to my kids and I'll be like, I'll try it in the studio and be like, oh, damn, that, that sounds like a song. <laughs> so, um, yeah, they inspire me. I'll definitely take them in the studio for now, sure. Is it just the music? Are you, You're not singing in Break Free. That's just you in it, right? No, but on Metaverse, the next song that comes out, I am singing on it. Okay. I can't wait to hear that. Yeah, yeah. it should be out probably in like a couple of weeks or something. When you're in New York for the, um, for the show, let me know when you're, when you're going to be there and I'll drive in and say hi. Oh, oh yeah. You're over there. Okay. Yeah. Well, awesome. I'm not in New York, but I'm close. I'm in Connecticut. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so your, your son, does he come to the studio? No. He did come to the studio and like one of the, one of the guys that worked the front desk just took him out like on the basketball court. And oh, I thought maybe he was like in it, in it. Like mommy is making music. You want to hear this? No, no. Do you He's practice a, DJ set stuff at your house? You know, what's weird is like, if I'm feeling a little depressed, I won't touch my music. Like I, it's like, I'm like, I take it away from myself. So there's been times when like my kids were scratching at like one, two years old. <laughs> you know what I mean? They were up there like messing on the decks with me. So right now I'm going through like a bit of a phase. So I don't know when well, I'll turn the music back on. That's really interesting that when you're depressed, you shut the music off. And when you're happy, you turn it on. Normally it's the other way around. You know, most artists, they do. They make their best albums when they're the most depressed and tortured. This is true. And yeah. they make the shittiest music when they're happy. You're the opposite. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we'll see. We'll see. Thank you so much for being on. I appreciate it. Oh, thank you. And we yeah, look I forward to seeing more of you. Not in a, I mean, I'm okay with seeing more of you on in a magazine with practically nothing on. But I mean, seeing more of you with like your music and, and books and such. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Well, thank you so much for having me on. Thank you for being on. Guys, thank thanks for listening. And as always, keep hustling. Thanks for listening to another episode of Hustlers to Housewives. We hope you enjoyed our frank and funny discussions with some of the most interesting people from the adult industry. If you have any questions, comments, or suggestions, please reach out to us on our website or Twitter. Please like and leave a review on your podcast platform. Until next time, keep laughing, learning, and keep on hustling.